0: Welcome to Podcast Theater. I'm Chris Linland, the founder and CEO of Beta Brand. Welcome to the world's premier platform for podcasts precisely on Valencia Street in between 18th and 19th (laughs) until there becomes a more premium premier platform for podcasts. It is Beta Brand's Podcast Theater. Tonight, we have some very exciting guests, one of whom is incredibly exciting, Because I first interacted with her when I was selling pants out of a basement. That's right. Rachel Dodes, who once worked for the Wall Street Journal, was crazy enough to answer an email I sent long ago, probably 14 years ago, when I was selling horizontal corduroy pants, and she was kind enough to reply to me and say, your press release is actually kind of funny. As fate may have it, I'm writing about horizontal lines. I'll talk about your horizontal corduroy pants. Beta Brand has since evolved to a serious business filled with all kinds of people, and we sell a popular product called Dress Pant Yoga Pants that people likely know who are listening to this show. If they don't, I just said it. Anyhow, tonight we have great guests here, people who have... 77 podcasts under their belt, which to me means they're super supreme experts in this. I'm excited to hear their show because everything I've heard about it beforehand seems very funny, seems fresh. But what's nice about it is it began with a dialogue between two people who know each other incredibly well, who, like all of us, have a friend that's incredible or a relative who's incredibly funny. And then it became a podcast that tons of people love to listen to. Thank you so much for coming to Beta Brand Headquarters. Brian Hecht, Rachel Dodes, this week in Nope. The, no, no, no. My name is no, my sign is no, my number is no. Mm, you need to let it go, mm, you need to let it go, mm,
1: need to let it go.
2: Hi Rachel. No Hello
1: Brian. No.
2: So tell me, how is your no. week?
3: We are living in purgatory. We
2: are living in purgatory.
3: Um so the week started with the Kentucky Derby. We love
4: we love the Kentucky. Uh, norm- Derby. I mean,
3: I love the Kentucky Derby and what I like best about it, besides its short duration, is it's unambiguous
2: results. That's right. It's like it's like 30 seconds and then at the end you know who won. You know who won. You Normally,
3: would think. You would think. But no, we cannot even have that. Um, of course, this was the first time in the Kentucky Derby's nearly 150 year history that there was a scandal. Um, the the winner, which was a horse named Maximum Security, was disqualified for cheating. And then, um, of course, Donald Trump took to Twitter to register his outrage. And, you know, it
2: Because he loves people like Jared Kushner who don't have maximum security, but he wishes that they did. He wishes
3: they did, and he also loves to root for the cheating, even the cheating horses he likes. (laughs) So... That was terrible. Right, and
2: then, like, in terms of purgatory, we also had, this was like the Bush-Gore 2000 election, it right? Like, like It, it was like La whole La land and, and
3: Moonlight. Right,
2: exactly. It was like Moonlight. <laughs> this is absolutely terrible, although it's completely emblematic of the times we are living. That's why we are doing this. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. <laughs> All right, I cannot believe that we are here in San Francisco on Valencia. I, like Chris said, like this is this started like so modestly. We were sitting at my dining room table. We we turned on a like iPhone. We did a six minute quote unquote podcast, which just us goofing around. It sounded like it was underwater. <laughs> we we pushed it onto iTunes, and suddenly people were like,
3: "Congratulations on your new launch!" <laughs> like okay, we're like, I guess like, this was a launch. Whatever.
2: And then we're, and now we're here in San Francisco, but it was not easy getting here. Um, first of all, to get to the airport, we didn't know there was a uh, an Uber and a Lyft strike, right? And we are, of course, pro-labor. We are pro the drivers and so forth. So we did not want to break the strike. We did not want to call Uber and like a no, lie. So instead, I called like this old school car, car service, Carmel, which is basically a scab <laughs> anyway, like one like 877 Cars for kids. <laughs> if you're a yeah. New Yorker, you know what that is, right? Um, and then finally, I mean, we did get to, to JFK on time, but then we, we had did. other problems. Yes,
3: and once we got to the airport, we had to dodge the runway. And by runway, I don't mean like <laughs> the airplane runway. I mean the fashion runway. So Louis Vuitton was staging the fashion show for its... Cruise collection at the JFK <laughs> airport. So there were like models everywhere, and jewels, and hair extensions, and hairstylists, and we were like trying wildly underdressed for security. It was
2: terrible. It was. This is, these yeah. were very New York problems, right? <laughs> but we are having a very we are having a wonderful time here in San Francisco. I cannot believe the turnout for this thing. We have everybody. We have tech executives here. We have journalists. We have media moguls. Most importantly, we have my people. We have. Uh, Founders, Tech founders founders from Entrepreneur's Roundtable Accelerator, which is my people. Thank you so much for coming here. And if you're an investor, please write them checks, write it out. Um, This is going to be a super fun... We've done one live show before in New York City. This is a totally different beast. We're on a stage with like a table. It's amazing. Which is incredible. Thank you for springing for the table. Um, We have the bar. We have t-shirts. There are going to be prizes. We have audience participation. We have guests. So let's get started right now with the elephant in the room.
3: Okay. So the elephant in the room. It, it was a tough week. And to choose. It was hard to choose. But you have like I think 50.
2: You we, we have to kill your we babies. We have to
3: whittle it down. Right. So Trump's taxes. So um, beyond stealing an election, Donald Trump is probably best known for being the host of The Apprentice. And based on his untold profits as a wonderful businessman. But um, now we know that he really should have been hosting another reality show, The Biggest Loser. Um, <laughs> so this week, the New York Times reporters Suzanne Craig and Ross Butner revealed that uh, they got a hold of a decade's worth of Donald Trump's IRS tax transcripts, starting in 1985. Yeah, so this was during the period that Trump claimed to be the most successful Businessman in the Art entire of the deal, world. He published Art, Art of, of the, the deal. deal during that, yeah. Yes, but like everything else, he says, it turned out to be exactly the opposite of what was going on. <laughs> so there were a few interesting details. So between 1985 and 1995, he lost nearly $1.2 billion, which the Times said is more money than nearly any other Individual American taxpayer.
2: So he's literally the
3: (laughs) biggest loser of money in the entire country. country. But he
2: likes winners, not losers. (laughs) He He won at being a loser. He won at being a loser. He was so smart. In 1991,
3: his losses were $418 million, and it was a number so big that they accounted for 1% of business losses declared by anybody in the entire country. So again, the biggest Biggest loser.
2: loser. (laughs) Okay.
3: Um, but on Fox news, this was of course positioned as some kind of amazing accomplishment. Um, Ainsley Earhart, um, no relation. Amelia, Amelia Earhart, no, no relation to Amelia. Our finest
2: living aviatress. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
3: Um, she said it's beyond what most of us could ever achieve. Oh, and I agree. <laughs> <an> achievement. <laughs> I agree. It is hard to lose. I could.
2: I wouldn't even know where to start. Like I just had did my taxes with my accountant. I was like, "Lose me a billion dollars, please." In the
3: casino business. Like, oh, it was the
2: casino. Like, I thought it was by like ripping off his. Con- Contractors at Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City or wherever.
3: Well, yeah, the casino business. Oh, I guess that's a casino too, yeah. So the house always wins, but I guess not
0: always.
2: (laughs) Even if it's 51-49, the house
3: wins. So Trump's reaction to the story was typically nonsensical. He also took to Twitter, which is his favorite medium, to um, brag about how he lost all of this money on purpose. He said it was a sport And then he said that it was old information. And then he said that it was a highly inaccurate fake news hit job. The problem is that, like... It cannot be all of those three things. <laughs> they are mutually done. exclusive. They're, right. You either did it on purpose and it's true or, or it's you didn't not true. it and <laughs> it's a fake news hit job. You can't brag about your sportsmanship and say it's also fake. Right. So pick one and run with it. No, it's just like
2: exclusive. cheating on golf. He cheats on his taxes, he cheats on golf. He's just a cheater. He's a loser. He's a loser. The
3: biggest loser. We need to shut this down. No. No, no. Woo.
2: Okay. Uh, we talk about women's issues a lot. I, I, I always am conscious of the fact that I have limited standing, being a, a, a man. A man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, I'm a homosexual man, but
0: still, I'm a man, not a woman. Nonetheless.
2: I'm still a man, yes. Um, but I'm always proud. Women are breaking barriers everywhere. <laughs> and what, I, what we learned this week is that they can even run in races. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like run in races. Run in races. Yeah, so there's a woman named, there's a British woman named Jessica Anderson, and she is a nurse at the Royal London Hospital, which is one of the finest hospitals in London. And she decided that she was going to run the London Marathon. But not just that, because lots of women do that now, uh, she decided that she was going to attempt to break the record in the Guinness Book of World Records for the fastest nurse to run a marathon. The fastest nurse. The fastest There's nurse. a
3: category
0: for that?
2: That is a category. <laughs> they are thirsty for revenue. <laughs> like, I don't, you probably have to pay an entrance fee for it. So she ran the... So this has been ongoing. They didn't make it up for her. Like, this has been a category in the book. We all had the book when we were kids, right? With the guy with the long fingernails? Yeah. Right. But like... <laughs> But it still exists, right? Or the guy smoked like fifty cigarettes, right? Yeah. The most cigarettes. Remember that guy? so So she ran attempting to win this Guinness Book thing, and she won. She was the fastest nurse ever to run a marathon, to which I say, good for you, Jessica Anderson. Um, she beat the two thousand and fifteen record by thirty two seconds. However, she was disqualified.
3: Just like maximum security. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, The reason she was disqualified is that she was wearing scrubs and pants. And the official definition of a nurse running a marathon, not too esoteric, a nurse running a marathon must be wearing a skirt.
0: Despite
2: the fact that her scrubs and pants are the official uniform of her employer, the National Health Service, the NHS. She was wearing exactly what she wears to work. Come on in. Exactly what she wears to work, and yet she was disqualified.
3: Why, why wasn't she informed? I have a lot of
2: questions. <laughs> right. so, like, I, I mean, if she had been informed, who says she had to comply? Why, I would defy.
3: Why do nurses have to wear skirts and nobody else okay, has Okay, there's like,
2: so many questions. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be answering these. So she had a quote. She's very brave. She said, they said it had to be a white or blue dress, pinafore apron. I don't even know what that is. Um, and white cap, or it wouldn't count as a record. I didn't want to wear that, so I chose to wear my real uniform. Good for her. Good for so her. there was an outrage on social media, and there were like millions on Insta, there were millions of pictures of nurses um, with photos wearing their real uniforms, which of course there's all kinds of different uniforms with the hashtag what nurses wear, which is amazing. <laughs> of course. There's nothing that gets like corporations to backtrack than an uh, insta hashtag campaign oh, yeah. so gives us world of world records, decided that they were gonna apologize. It okay. wasn't
3: a hill they were gonna die on.
2: No, this is not the hill we're gonna die on, the nurse <laughs> the nurse uniform. Right, in the marathon. Okay. So, so. <laughs> but my question, of course, is like, why is this even a thing? And like, okay, so you're right. Why was this a record? Why was this a category? Right. Like, there's so many categories. And why would a nurse wear a dress in this day and age? And what if there's a male nurse, of, of which I think there it's probably like 50%. Yeah, there's like, a Like, would I be required to wear a dress? I, right, would I need to no be a drag question. nurse? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for drag nurses. I just don't think it should be a requirement to actually run the London Marathon. Yeah. What's your verdict? I don't. This is no, no, no. Just shut this down. Boycott the London Marathon. Boycott the Guinness Book of World. Wear whatever you want if you're a nurse. Just run. It's great to run the marathon. Shut it down. No, no, no. Okay, Rachel, what do you got? So,
3: um, I don't know if this is a good segue, but I want to talk about. (laughs) There's never
2: good segues. Hedgehog
3: (laughs) dentistry. So it's a topic on everyone's mind these days. I know
2: I've been losing sleep over <laughs> that topic.
3: So the first trailer dropped for Paramount's upcoming film Sonic the Hedgehog and it's based on the Sega computer game from the 1990s. Oh yeah, I remember. remember that uh, 1992
2: 3. Yeah. It was like my only 90s. I was a very lonely child, that was my only entertainment. Yeah, ever. so
3: people were losing their damn minds over the portrayal of the hedgehog's teeth, in like the, the CGI teeth. teeth in this trailer, and um, so it's so not out yet. It's not out yet, no. But the first trailer dropped, and uh, it, there was like a public outcry. People were because screaming. there's nothing else in
2: the world to be concerned <laughs> there's about. To like work. the decay of our democracy, <laughs> the like hedgehog design teeth of Rule of law, we're worried about the hedgehog's too. We're worried, yes. Please continue. And
3: so the director, Jeff Fowler, tweeted, Thank you for the support and the criticism. The message has been heard loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Oh. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are committed to making this character the best he can be. Hashtag gotta fix fast. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) on the internet (laughs) everyone is a critic yes but this does not mean you have to listen to them. No,
2: this is another example of like nobody nobody has like they've turned off their ethical and moral compasses. And compasses. Is that the word? I don't know. Compile. Right. <laughs> and creative. Like nobody does what they think anymore. They just like throw some random, horrible shit out there, wait for the like masses of objections to come back and slap them in and the face. They cower. And then they say, oops, sorry, like the Ramona. And like they just Try to put it right. They try
3: to put yeah. So I mean, I just feel like this is a movie about a blue hedgehog in I, I heard, shoes. I
2: heard one more. There okay. was a there was a great NPR piece about this on Morning Edition. So believe it or not, that's that's how this has been like this elevated, been like NPR. our highest news discourse, which is a NPR lawyer here, like. So they did a piece about the hands are a problem too. Oh, the hands are a problem. Hands are too, always yeah. a problem so, for like for animators. Like that's why Disney, like Mickey Mouse, has gloves. No,
3: but the Sonic the Hedgehog had white gloves too, like Mickey Mouse, and they made the hands like realistic you know, human, knuckles are hard. Like white, white man knuckles. hands with no nails. Man hands. They had no, it's well, disgusting. They were,
2: I don't want sonic but, hedgehog. I, but having. I feel like the
3: teeth caused a bigger <laughs> stir It's so a combination hands.
2: hands and teeth. Like <laughs> if you ever broke teeth. up with someone you're like, I'm dating this amazing guy and I know you're married. married. Like, I was dating this amazing guy but he had like really problematic teeth and hands. hands.
3: It wouldn't go <laughs> very
2: eh, far. Yeah. It okay, no, no. Just don't make a movie. Just shut the movie down.
3: No, it's, it's terrible. But so th- this these poor CGI artists have to like actually go back and change the teeth in time for the movie's release. But in they're November. getting paid for it. They're
0: getting I, paid I mean, overtime. <laughs> I hope they're getting
3: paid overtime, but like, what are they going to change them to? What? So they look like human teeth, and they're big. So but they're
2: hedgehog teeth. They're supposed to be hedgehog teeth. Sp- but this is the thank thing. You for, thank you for challenging no, us. We need more. No, thank you. <laughs> We're committed to open inquiry in this world. So like, if we have not made clear our objection to the teeth situation, please ask us.
3: No, I'm glad you asked, because they are like big human teeth, and people wanted them to look more realistic like a hedgehog. So New York Magazine actually interviewed a hedgehog dentist. <laughs> And had this like really long interview with, with this woman named Lori Hess, who's an exotic animal veterinarian from
2: New York. And she, she's an exotic animal.
3: <laughs> she's a veterinarian. Okay. And she specializes in like hedgehogs. And she said she sees more hedgehogs than anybody. She was bragging, Um, and and hedgehog teeth are like disgusting. So she said that like their teeth are very tiny and they're so small that the gums grow over them, so it looks like they don't have any teeth. teeth. And so I just feel like internet, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Okay. No.
2: No. This movie is is going to be disgusting. Shut this down. No. No. Okay. (laughs) All right. So. If this podcast – we've been 77 episodes over a year. If this podcast has taught us anything, is that we do not need to be happy all the time. There are terrible things happening in the world. We do not owe it to anybody. We do not need to project, like, sunlight and unicorns all the time. It's okay to be a little sad and depressed. It's
3: normal. Right. But the culture has
2: been saturated. It's like (laughs) obsession with happiness. Luckily (laughs) – I'm sorry, I got kind of out of track here. What I wanted to talk about is the fact that McDonald's, <laughs> their number one product as emblematic of this phenomenon is the Happy Meal. Like, what the fuck is a Happy Meal? You see a hamburger, you want to eat it, you eat it, it makes you happy. Well, it's
3: for kids.
2: Right. And they have but little like little kids, like, there it. should be other ways to make them happy, <laughs> right? So now there's finally, this is what I was getting to. Finally, there's brilliant counter-programming. And Burger King has figured out that this is not okay you do not need to be happy to eat a hamburger. You can eat a hamburger with any frame of mind. So they have, this is no joke, they have decided to launch Unhappy Meals.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is real. This is, I saw it, and Rachel and I talked about it. I was like, are we being punked here? Is this like an April Fool's story? Know. No. It is launching in five cities, including San Francisco. So go, please go look for it. And they're called Real Meals. Um, real meals.
3: Isn't it for like mental health awareness month? Or yeah. Something? Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's the only redeeming thing about it, but let me describe it first. So, um, there are five different moods and colors to the unhappy meals. There is the red meal, <laughs> which is pissed. These are their words, not mine. The red meal is pissed. The blue meal is sad. The teal. I'm not sure what that is. The teal meal is Salty. I'm not even sure. Is the food salty? Are you feeling no, like no, you're salty? you feeling
3: like salty. <laughs> okay. Like
2: right. Hmm. There's the um, purple meal, which is yes. <laughs> I'm like the worst person in the world to do that. Yes. <laughs> like yes, girl. Yeah. Right. I can't say that. Like, yes, and then please. and then there's black, which is uh, dgaf. What does that stand for?
3: Don't give a fuck.
2: Don't give a fuck. Right. Okay. No. So, okay. So you're going to go and buy your kids. You're like, <laughs> don't say that. Oh, you're agreeing with us. Don't give a, okay. There needs to be, right. So you're going to bring your kid. <laughs> To like they want like a happy meal after the like Little League game. You're gonna bring them like no McDonald's, we're gonna bring you to Burger King because it's more socially responsible. And you're gonna get them a salty teal (laughs) meal. Like they're not gonna be happy. Now, the one redeeming thing, like Rachel said, is that this is actually in a in partnership with the Mental Health Awareness Month, which I completely support. And they said, uh, this is a quote from the Burger King world. They said, with the pervasive nature of social media, there is so much pressure to appear happy and perfect. With real meals, the Burger King brand celebrates being yourself and feeling however you want. Now, of course, I agree with that. I want kids to be happy. or But that's the problem. Okay, so they're happy. I want them to feel at home with themselves. But the problem, if you look at that list of five things— there is no happiness happy in there. Is not like a, if your even kid on the menu it's not even an happy option. like by mistake it's like uh oh my kid is happy there's no fucking food for them. There's no option. They have to be like I'm sad or I'm like oppressed or some salty. Or I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck or I'm yeah. No. No, this is the closest right. the worst right. idea. Right. And ever. then, like, what if they're like, not happy? You have to come in and say, like, Billy, what variety of sad do you want to be? How are no. you feeling today? This is terrible. I understand there was like well intended, but like so many like corporate initiatives, especially in social media, like it's just gone like awry. It's.
3: I mean, I could have told them. They should have asked us. First. Just
2: call us. We're available for <laughs> consultation, for corporate consultation. We say this all the time. No one calls us. We would have shut Beta it down before it started. Nope. Shut it down. No. No unhappy meals. Okay, we are now, as promised, coming to the audience participation portion. Of this week in NOPE. And we've done this a few times on air. Sometimes it went better than others. We're transparent, if nothing else. Yes. Um, so uh, we are going to have Ask NOPE, as if we have anything to contribute to the, the conversation about this. People so ask
3: us a lot. What we're going to ask do? you to
2: come up with a, a situation that you've, that you know about. Or that you've encountered. It's gotta be personal, right? You can't just like know third hand about it, yeah. second hand. Um, come up and tell us about something that's encountered, and we will give you our expert advice. It's like you're going to your therapist, but cheaper. Um, so come up and we will tell you if it's a yup or a nope. And if it's a nope, why? We'll tell you why. Um, and uh, I think we have one friend who's gonna start. It's our only plant, right? Yes. We planted you. Josh Grau. <laughs> come up, Josh Grau.
4: Um, Long-time listener, first-time first time call. caller.
2: First-time <laughs> caller, ditto-head, ditto ditto-head.
4: Brian, I have to tell you that I, um, I'm i kind of confessing this publicly, but I donated a car to one seven seven Cars, <laughs> cars for, for Kids in 1999, <laughs> and Cuff I've never... You publicly admitted it but on its 20th anniversary i'm proud to How's say was the write-off
2: did you get the write-off? i
4: have no idea if any kids were involved <laughs> there were
2: no kids they just pass it off to like the junkyard
4: yeah so that was therapeutic um so <laughs> <sighs> hi nope um hi. so the the topic i want to bring up um is executive recruiting oh and i'll preface this by saying um it's nice to be wanted
2: Yes, I'm not, I'm not wanted. Right, I like to think that I'm an executive. Right. So th- this, I've never received this call.
4: Okay, so that's just me, you know, playing nice in the sandbox. But but now I'm going to um, open the kimono a bit. So I have been on the receiving end of many a recruiting email. Okay, and again, it's nice for someone to reach out, but I have a real problem with the typical format. So I'd like to share with you, um, and I will keep. The people involved, anonymous. Um, the the text that I received, and this is pretty much happening all the time. So, you know, dear me, nice to meet you via email. I just got off the phone with someone who highly suggested I reach out to collect your thoughts on something we're working on. Someone, okay, right? So, someone. Yeah, could,
3: someone on something could,
4: right. could be anything. <laughs> to get I my, found
2: your profile in LinkedIn to
4: get to get my and thoughts. You seemed like the right person. Correct. Um, for a senior assignment we're working on, a newly created CMO role for a company, no Ooh, okay, name, okay, you work for a company. in the interactive entertainment landscape, uh, the company with a capital C um, has experienced explosive growth and is on a rocket ship <laughs> over the last year. Exponential. We're, we're in the process of identifying the top relevant talent, which is how your name surfaced. Mm. Congratulations. Like, call us back. Yes. So there's so many problems in there. There's
3: <laughs> a lot of problems. So many
4: problems. So, like, uh, help me, sh- sh- like, shut this down categorically. Right.
2: Okay. Do you want to okay. start? I've never been headhunted. That's the thing. I think I'm the most, well, I'm completely unemployable. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, everything I've ever done, I have been the boss. Mm-hmm. Like, very bad boss but I've been the boss and no one has ever wanted to work with me unless I like wrote them a check right so I, I may not be the best person to do this although I do receive a lot of unsolicited LinkedIn these come over LinkedIn or email
4: they come over LinkedIn and I, I LinkedIn was I wasn't, an atrocity and by the it's way I, war crime. I wasn't re- I wasn't saying the company because I was removing the company's name that's yeah. literally what they put like that's the, what they put the yeah. company I think that's, the company. that's a problem yeah.
3: I think they need to identify who they are they're not going to recruit top talent without like telling you who they where they come from it's like a and, and it's on a rocket ship is it literally <laughs> a rocket ship? Where's this rocket is it like amazon's new like no I mean, rocket ship to the moon
2: i mean and the big re- it is literally a rocket ship like spacex no it's not a rocket ship and the
4: big reveal is that it's you know like a, a 30 person startup that's like pre-revenue and they're like it's highly confident it's like why is it highly confident is, is it nasa confident? because like fine, <laughs> right but it's not
3: it's not confidential yeah. if they're not going to tell it i would say like thanks for your interest if you're not going to reveal like who you are and where you're coming from Just don't please ever send, contact
4: me please again please
2: send your information by proper names only
4: proper names only
2: so yeah. no i mean no, like no, no. no like there's a very high burden of proof for us to be not nope <laughs> Right, like, like hence no, the name of the podcast. Like, no secrets. Right. So, yeah. there's no, no secrets. secrets. No. Thank no you for you your question. To but, no, someone, that was no like two, uh, no. no, no, So, no, no, nope, nope, shut, shut this down. Thank, Thank you, you, Josh Brown. <laughs> Okay. Um, we thought we had another plan, but I don't think she's here, and I'll never speak to her again. So, luckily, though, oh, we okay. need, oh, come on. Hi. Up. Jennifer
3: Lyons, nice to meet you guys. Playing off of what he just said, I've been looking for a job and I get through the whole application and I found myself either having to tell him what kind of a tree I want to be, oh, what
2: no. superpower
3: oh, I have, super on on what superpower I would be having, what would be my power. The latest one I got was if I was given a million dollars to write a book, where would the subject be on and be why? After you go through probably five minutes of inf- you know, putting all this information into the application. This is not a creative writing class. Right? No. This no. is a job search. I also have
2: one question for you. Uh-huh. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? <laughs> a magnolia. <laughs> of oh. course! I would be a weeping willow. Love it. Constantly a weeping willow. So let me tell you, people don't know this. I used to work for Barbara Walters in huh? the 90s. That's how old I am. right? And one of her signature questions to the celebrities, when she's like the 25 most fascinating people in popular culture <laughs> Did <make him> cry. <laughs> was like, if you were a twee, what kind of twee would what? you be? Seriously? Totally. That was like her signature. I an SNL skit as well. And I don't think people know enough <laughs> names of trees to answer that. Like legitimately, like, I don't know. I know like three trees, like Oak, pine. Elm. They're my four. A Elm. Maple. <laughs> right? Maple. Right. Exactly. So, okay. So do you think that's a legitimate? I don't I, think
3: that's a legitimate question. I, and I don't understand why people continue to ask questions like that. I've been asked questions like that too. And I'm offended I, I,
2: but what would be, okay, so the, let, let's be devil's advocate here. They're trying to get to know you. What's your name? Sorry. Jennifer. Jennifer. They're trying to get to know Jennifer in like a deeper way, not past the LinkedIn resume. What is the kind of question you can ask to try to get to know somebody a little bit more? You can't be like, what's the your biggest flaw? What's the right. greatest accomplishment? I work too hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what, a really what
3: good What can you question. ask, right? I, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, the, the point is you can't get to know someone in a job interview. And you it's, cannot. It's, it's futile to attempt to. So
2: like, No, but just, what they did to you was no. That was abusive <laughs> i would call like child services right. and have them report them and have them taken away <laughs> thank you i thought it was going Not crazy child. i'm just saying like that's the closest i can come to some like child protect like some protective agency of the government that would actually you know cease Intervene. this kind of behavior but thank you thank Jennifer. you that's, uh, thank no. You Jennifer. that's a no. no that's a no, a no. hey a we no. have time for one more before we move on with our regular scheduled programming yes please hi hi
0: does it have to be tech related so not tech related
2: we're not tech related we just like fake it
1: okay cool um i'm recently married and mother's day is coming up mazel and i want to spend mother's day with my mom and my husband's like you should spend mother's day with my mom what do you think because i'm saying it's a hard no
3: so (laughs) oh what's your name
2: if you haven't if you haven't caught on what's your name
3: Laura. Laura. Okay, Laura. So question, do the two moms get along? Is there a possibility for doing this together? What are you trying to do here?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I guess matchmaker, the answer is no. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match.
3: <laughs> um, I think you are entitled to spend the day with your own mother. It's your mother. If, if doing it all together is not an option. I mean, I, you could do
2: an alternating thing. But as long as the ground rules are clear, right, and you need buy-in, you need acceptance from both mothers. Yes. Who should be mature. Are they mature? Let me ask you this. Are they mature adults, both mothers?
1: My mom is not. No. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. I'm not fucking Dr. Ruth. I don't know, like, what to do in this situation. Dr. You're- Ruth no. <laughs> is a <the> sex doctor. <laughs> She's no. so much wiser This than is that. what you do. So much more. Okay. So
3: is your mother demanding your entire day? Yes. Okay. So then, that's what you have to do. That's, that's, I think
2: so too. Yes. To I'm in agreement. Yeah. Oh, here's the yup. 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 Yep to your to mom. You.
3: Yes. Your instincts are Fuck correct. No Laura. to his mom. No.
2: <laughs> okay. That concludes the audience participation. The ass note, Rachel. We have. We want to thank one I of wanna, our sponsors. Yes, right. Yes. I want
3: to thank our sponsor, um, Starward Whiskey. It's, it's delicious my from it's my Australia. Fourth. Um, this is a brand new single malt from Melbourne, and it's aged in Australian red wine barrels. So just when you thought you tried all the whiskey, here comes a new delicious variety from an unexpected location. Everyone like, I location. like a Scotch
2: whiskey, and you look at it, and there's like 50,000 of them. You're like, which one do you want? I'm like, I don't know, Macallan or right, Roy. But now you can ask for Star Wars. Australian
3: whiskey, and Australian. it's only $55 a bottle, and it holds up to any global single malt. So yup to
2: Starward. So thank you for Starward.
3: (laughs) And yup, to Australia.
2: Um, Okay. Starward is not disgusting. (laughs) Starward is not disgusting, but the story I'm about to tell you may have a story that is a little disgusting.
3: So um, last week we talked about how um, filthy our our earbuds are, and by extension, our
2: ears. Our ear. Um, Our pods. Our
3: pod. Our AirPods. They really like jam in there. So. This week brings some news out of Taiwan. There's a man named Ben Su, and he's a Navy recruiter. This is not relevant to the story, but he is a Navy recruiter. And he fell asleep with his AirPods in his ears, as so many of us have done so many times. If you listen to the
2: head—wait, I do that because I listen to the headspace, like, magical stories at night. You've all done that, right? And, like, I just, like, roll over and they fall all over the place anything could happen.
3: Headspace is horrible. I can't believe
4: you listened to that. <laughs> Another okay. topic. No. Okay.
3: Um, So he woke up from his reverie and he was unable to find one of his AirPods. And so what did he do? I thought this part of the story was interesting because I didn't realize you could do this. From the Find My iPhone app, you can actually identify the location of your AirPods and make them beep. So Ben Sue did that, and the beeping sound was following him around his apartment. <laughs> and And so it was like the call was coming from, from inside, inside the, the house. house. And by house, I mean his digestive tract. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I mean, I have so many questions about this. I haven't I don't, heard this. I haven't heard this. <laughs> I don't understand how somebody falls asleep with their AirPods and how, like, if they swallow uh, it, they don't. Them? They don't like have a gag reflex. He didn't wake up. Is I, he like a
2: sleepwalking eater? I, is he like, what is this in my ear? I shall eat it.
3: That's. I think he like <laughs> took an Ambien and you know how some people go on like, like these like Kennedy drives the wrong way
2: down the Taconic? Yeah, okay. something
3: like that. And New uh, York, right. and uh, he ate an AirPod in. in his <laughs> Sleep. Um, it doesn't really make sense how this happened, but so anyway, Ben is panicking because you know the thing is beeping in his stomach, and it contains like a lithium-ion battery, and he's afraid it's going <laughs> to like die explode. Eventually. Yeah, so he goes to the hospital, and um, th- they confirm that he had in fact swallowed an AirPod, and they aren't too worried, so they give him a laxative, and they send him home and tell him to <laughs> inspect his waste in the coming days. So you know, so the following day. He's at a train station in a bathroom stall. And like when you gotta go, you gotta go. And the the Daily Mail, the story came from the Daily Mail. They, all the best
2: stories order. come from the Daily and, Mail.
3: And um, they it's the said the only way <laughs> people ask
2: us like where do you get all this information? The Daily Mail. They think we like pour over like the <laughs> resources in the public library. No, we just like bookmarked the Daily Mail.
3: So, so the Daily Mail said, quote, he was forced into a foul-smelling search, but he was able to pick out the device and found that it was still intact.
2: Oh. Okay, so then
3: what did he do? He takes a selfie, okay? And the, the article included the selfie and it was horrible this what is wrong with people okay no, so they're
2: monsters but and
3: then he goes even Garbage further monster. he washes it off in the train station uh, and and puts it back it in his ear and he says the battery was at 41% it's a miracle it's amazing <laughs> okay this is disgusting. <laughs> there are some things that render products beyond redemption. No. No, this is My, not planned no,
2: obsolescence. Uh, no, this is not what they had in mind.
3: No, no, no. My recommendation to Ben Sue is to <laughs> stick to wired headphones. Your <laughs> well, throat, that, that throat is My recommendation to
2: Ben Sue is like go dig a <laughs> fucking hole and bury yourself no. in it because you are beyond redemption and you are
3: beyond no these headphones are too risky you need
2: no, no. they're a public health no hazard. shut it down, shut it down. No. no 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 airpod do not swallow them do not shit them out do not take a <laughs> selfie if you do okay shut it down okay um before our final segment, Rachel, let's uh, let's have a little sponsor message to thank our uh, our host here, yes. our generous host, Beta Brand.
3: I'm so grateful to Beta Brand for hosting us. They. Make these amazing dress pants, yoga pants that everybody should try. And their space is so incredible. And I'm just very grateful to them for allowing us to perform our terrible honor. podcast <laughs> in this in this beautiful space. Thank, Thank you. you.
2: <laughs> okay, we have one final round of pot, of uh, topics before our yups. which And we have a everyone special.
3: Love? guest as well. We have a special guest. Do. We do. So, okay. Uh, okay, so Rachel, so, we're going to start with you. We're going to start. Okay. So I want to talk about comebacks. People are coming back. <laughs> they're, they're all coming back. <laughs> Hence the, the, the worst <laughs> people are coming back. Um, uh, I, I wrote about this uh, this week in Vanity Fair. Um, Al Franken and Mark Halperin. Hum, humble brag here. Are okay, both- wait, can we just
2: pause and say that our Rachel <laughs> is frequently featured in Vanity Fair... <laughs>
3: Thanks, guys. She had
2: like a, a like it's always funny, but this week she had an incredibly insightful thought piece. Your <laughs> thoughts are your people are paying for your it's thoughts. It's
3: really an honor. No one's paying here.
2: for this shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're paying for your thoughts. Okay, no, good. so
3: you know, so they're trying to make a comeback and they're doing it, you know, they're they're puttering around their houses. It's been like 18 months since they went into their shame caves and <laughs> now they're like chomping at the bit to come back and participate in the public debate and um so they're staring at their computer screens and they're just taking breaks to masturbate and by masturbate <laughs> i mean they're blogging because nobody is enjoying this except for them stay in your hole nobody cares but so there's one other person who is staging a comeback and um according to Vanity Fair, she's plotting her next act and her name is Elizabeth Holmes, yep. the disgraced founder of blood testing company Theranos and she hasn't it's, even gone on trial yet, and she's already San plotting San everybody doing. knows. Everybody knows. Her. From, Everyone has a story we New York, about We know running her
2: from the HBO special. But yes. here, like it's like everyone knows someone who knows someone who knows Elizabeth Holmes. Or
3: has seen her. Or, seen you know, her so on you've the all, town. I'm not going to go into somehow. all the details, but there's really only one person who is qualified to weigh in on this topic. And we are delighted to introduce Silicon Valley's very own Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> Yay. um hi elizabeth your hair hair looks great have you changed
2: it very different (laughs) where's your vial of blood (laughs) so
1: so my name is actually elizabeth holmes and i'm sorry to disappoint anyone who came here to see the other one
0: (laughs) yes
3: um so elizabeth is a great old friend of mine and a long time
1: colleague we used to work together at the wall street journal and
3: could you tell us about what about yourself, what you're doing now? <laughs>
1: sure. <Yeah. laughs> so Rachel and I sat next to each other for several years. She first introduced herself when I asked her a question, and she made the W sign to say whatever to me. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> we both have since left the paper. I moved to Silicon Valley. Um being named Elizabeth Holmes in Silicon Valley is not ideal but you know there are worse things (laughs) yeah
3: was it worse when she was like this Wonderkin billionaire or when she was like a criminal
1: (laughs) she ruined my Google search results a long (laughs) time ago I'm sorry to say and as a writer those things like matter Um, but I've known about her for years obviously and um, I saw her on the cover and people used to say oh you're not the billionaire Elizabeth Holmes and I'm like yeah no I'm not and now I'm not also the Elizabeth Holmes that's going to Go to jail. So. Yeah, yeah, so that's okay. good. Well,
3: good yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: Big win. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, yep to
3: that, yeah. So uh, you are sometimes mistaken for her. You have had some incidents.
1: So like, I've not actually run into her, which I'm sort of bummed. I've lived in the Bay Area for two years. Like, our paths sort of crossed by now. But I did. <laughs> my husband treated me to a massage at a swanky hotel uh, in Palo Alto. And I was greeted by the masseuse who said, Miss Holmes, welcome back. Back, you've changed your hair. <laughs> 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 and it took me a minute because I was in massage mode and I said, No, 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 this is my first. Ha- oh. <laughs> and then I spent the next 60 minutes, which I paid several hundred dollars for, feeling very creeped out <laughs> that my masseuse happened to be the regular masseuse, masseuse? for uh, her. No. I, mean, oh, <laughs>
2: I, I hope she washed her seren- hands. The yeah. worst kind of serendipity.
1: <clears throat> okay. Unfortunate.
3: Um, and you're also, I would say, you're an expert on the royal family, and you have this
1: amazing franchise. Uh, yes. So yeah. many thoughts. Well, so you guys are all about the side hustle, right? Yes. <laughs> this leaving. is our
2: side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah no, I'm a this big believer. This is the believer. least successful hide- <laughs> side hustle in the history of side hustles. I think I'm right next we to you. We lose money. <laughs> <laughs> we like, if you saw our credit card bills for like this event here. Yes. Right?
1: No, but like not monetizing is very. No, it is. Ab- this is, unmonetized. Like cool. this very cool. is like <laughs>
2: reverse
1: monetized. <laughs> yeah. No, I do have a side hustle on Instagram stories where I comment on the royal family. It's called So Many Thoughts. <laughs> it's, it's, it's taken off, I would it's say. Taken oh, it's taken on a life of time, its own. Yeah. I mean,
3: there are fans and, like, yeah. So I feel like since you are a royal expert and since there was such big baby news this week in the world of the royals, we have a game for you. Yes.
2: This is going to be Royal yap. Or royal nope, okay. <laughs> and there is nobody better equipped okay. to address these issues.
1: I have thoughts. Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so many, many questions. So many, so many questions. But well, we have yeah. questions. No you thoughts. have thoughts. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. so I'm going to name a number of topics uh, related to the royal family, and I would like you very briefly to just say yep or "nope." Give a little reason why. Okay. 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 So let's just start with the very basic: the name of the baby. This is Harry and Meghan's baby. Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. You can't have you can't help Mountbatten Windsor. Those are inherited. Mm-hmm. But you can't help Archie and Veronica and Jughead <laughs> and Betty and Veronica. <laughs> so what do you think about Archie?
1: This is gonna be a little controversial, but I'm gonna say nope. because I <sighs> am somebody who oh. Would not choose a nickname as a first name, so especially, especially when you are a member of the royal family. Yeah, it's not Archer. Arch- it's not Archibald.
2: I agree. There, I there agree. are
1: options they could have gone with, and they chose Archie. The other thing is Harry's name is Henry, and he goes by Harry, Harry. so he's familiar with nicknames. That's fine. So I've, That's fine. I know.
2: I'm okay. Very good. No, 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 to Archie no is no to a name. Archie. Okay. Here's the next one. Um, in an interview at Windsor Castle, merely two days after Archie oh. was born. Right. So like this baby was like very recently up here and now it's out there. Like in. Right. So they asked, they asked Megan, um, like, what did it feel like to be a parent? How has parenthood been to you in the last 48 hours? (laughs) How do you feel about that question? <laughs>
1: so the, the reporter was given three questions. Yes. I don't know if you saw the restrictions no, placed not. on this. It was ridiculous.
2: Oh, I not that much They're, attention.
0: 10 <laughs> seconds
1: for photos, and they were, they were told to ask three questions. And I thought, of the three questions, that was going to be one of your questions. So I'm going to say nope to that, because you have no clue what it's like to be a parent in 48 hours. Fort- you've just sort of been holding baby. No, but the it's baby. not a representative. I, mean, I have no
2: kids, so I should She's not qualified say. to
1: answer that question. <laughs> <But> it's <laughs> also like, it's, it's, you know, saying Pair? it's such a great baby. You don't know. You I don't, don't know. know. Who Who like, it could be terrible. It could be the worst. Baby, Prince on Archie. <laughs> oh, no,
2: shut that down. No, 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 no. Okay, no next, question, next, next question. Next no. question here. So, right after the birth, I think it was today or yesterday, they did the like premiere, the like world premiere of the baby. The photo call. Yes, like, whatever. <laughs> That's that, <Yeah>, <laughs> as they say in the biz. <laughs> um, and Prince Harry said that the baby, quote, already had a bit of facial hair. What do you make of that? <laughs>
1: I would say nope. No. <laughs> we're, not,
2: we're batting zero here. <laughs> know, <I'm>
1: <laughs> Harry clearly was trying to like crack a joke, and you could see on Megan's face she was like, "All right." Like don't like, what no, are you like doing? the whole no, world is no, watching. us. like, let's no. not make a facial hair joke right now. Hey, Harry. It, it, was on. it because
2: he has facial hair? Like, and I, it's weird. I, it sticks out at I, odd the baby, angles. The baby was beautiful. Like, yes. Let's just focus on the beautiful baby. The beautiful okay, it's a beautiful baby. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need facial hair or otherwise. So no, no, shut that down. No, no. okay. So here's uh, here's another one. So this is from a few weeks ago. There's always stress about is Meghan Markle like part of the royal family? Really, does she understand the protocol? A few weeks ago, she opened a car door. <laughs> Herself by herself by herself shocking. What is your take on I'm that? I'm going
1: to correct you. She closed a car door. She
2: closed the car door. If, if <laughs>
1: there were, I know. <laughs> I follow this stuff, Brian, um, and I'm going to say yep to that. Because, oh, are you kidding me? Like, how many times has that woman gotten out of a car and closed the door herself? Yeah, Close the the fucking
4: door.
3: Wait for someone to
1: yeah, close, the she, close the door. How hard She also did it with like kind of a pinky up. So it was a very oh, royal. Oh, so it's like closing. a little tea oh, party, like a sister. little oh, princess yeah. party. So it, was a, it was a lovely close. So okay,
2: have very, good. okay. Door. very good. Okay, very good. Just a couple more, two more. So um, brands, brands have to get into everything. What, what do you think about brands getting to the action? So Dairy Queen announced the arrival of the royal baby through the royal baby blizzard, and said that the blizzard was six ounces, which. Coincidentally, it was the size of the royal baby.
1: No. The royal baby was seven pounds three ounces. Oh my God, they <laughs> fucked yes, even, they even that. fucked that up. <laughs> I mean, come on. Six pounds so, seven ounces. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I am just going to say, if Dairy Queen is going to offer a specialty treat, yes. I think they should offer something in a liquid form because Dairy Queen is thirsty.
0: Oh. <laughs> kind of nice. Uh, I'm going to say are you all know what we're no, talking no, about there. The royal blizzard."
1: Yes. It's not
2: qualified to say. Final Royal yes. yupper nope, here we go. Um, after the birth, the official royal website accidentally oh. said that Archie was born to the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, who of course are William, William and Kate. Yeah, yes. not so much. Yes. Right.
1: What do you think about that? Okay. Well, journalists <laughs> know that we always make mistakes, right? And this the lead up to we're this human. birth was sort of exhausting. She was overdue. Um, but man, if you... <laughs> you have one job. Yes, you're the palace. You have one job. You're literally Buckingham palace. <laughs> palace. You need to get this right. So, No. 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 Okay. <laughs> you Thank you, you to with. our
2: world's foremost royal experts. Okay.
3: And Elizabeth, I know, so I got you a couple of Oh my gosh! For participating, you did great on that <laughs> quiz. Um, this, this is, is Queen amazing. Elizabeth and Kate Middleton. They have not made a uh, Meghan Markle yet, oh. but I know your team both, we'll so I had yeah. to do more than one. Well, thank you. So. <laughs>
2: Thank you for <laughs>
3: participating so much. in this ridiculous game, and your answers were amazing. Oh, thank you, no, thank
2: we're you amazing. Okay, but so amazing.
3: Yeah, stay okay. for the ups.
2: Okay. Yeah, so this is the part of the podcast I say this every week, which is ironic because this is a podcast about terrible things. The whole reason we started this is about nope's, and yet sometimes we just have people like the ups. People like to say, after like, all these horrible things that have happened, what is the ray of light? What is the beacon of hope? What keeps you going through this horrible, horrible, horrible week? Horrible, horrible week? Those are the ups. That's why people listen. If we didn't put them at the if we put them at the beginning, people would listen and then stop. Right. We have to, so leave we have to them put them like at Easter the end, and that's where we end. are right now. We're at the end. We promised to be about an hour. Here we are. So um, we always let our guests do a up. We're going to okay. start with you. What is your up? What is the one thing that kept you going this week, other than the royal baby? Other than
1: the royal baby, the Met Gala. Oh, oh. yeah, it was amazing. <clears throat> to so New York, if NYC. Might, if you're not familiar, you know the Met Gala is fashion's biggest night of the year. It has a theme, and people often struggle to conform to the theme or yes. to not dress the theme. You know, yeah. it's hard. And so this year, though, the theme was camp, and it was like yes. off people don't the know chart. what camp is. Yes. Like best. I think they should stop having the Met Gala because there's <laughs> never going to be a better one. No. I mean, it was fantastic. That Billy it was like the red wedding yeah, I mean, I mean, of
2: <laughs> Met Galas. So like, shoot everyone now because no, I mean, we're done. And
1: we're it was done. like a regular Monday for Celine Dion in her. Oh, you know, yeah. I like Natasha Leone
2: with this thing. I mean, and the Cardi B with that thing. There were
1: so many. Lupita Nyong'o. I mean, it was <laughs> like really oh, yeah. it, it was, was like a fantastic Met Gala. Yeah, that was, was like a delight. A big okay.
2: Um, I'll go next. So um, we talked about uh, Trump not being a billionaire at the very beginning. I want to talk about the New York state legislator, which couldn't be of less interest to those of you in California. But being New Yorkers, I want to talk about it. So this is like the most corrupt, horrible. It's like Illinois too. It's like the most corrupt, horrible. Andrew Cuomo. They're all nightmares. But for some reason, now there's a Democratic majority in the Assembly and the Senate, and they finally decided that the New York Trump's New York State tax returns sh- should not just should shall
3: shall be
2: uh, available. Release. Should and they release. be
3: requested? <laughs> yes.
1: Thank you.
2: And finally, and now, if you've ever filed your tax returns, you realize the same information needs to be on the state tax returns and the federal tax returns. But to which I ask, like, why didn't we think of this earlier? (laughs) Like, Like we've been sitting here, like, having a constitutional crisis about whether we can actually, like, subpoena the tax returns of (laughs) Steve Mnuchin and whatever, Louise Lass or whatever her name. Like, they're not going to give these tax returns away. But yet, the, the New York State Assembly can... Can actually do it. They
3: can do it, and they're going to do it. So I say,
2: yup, finally. We're actually going to get this fucking tax return. Let's see where you stole this money from. And Um, Rachel.
3: Okay, finally. My yup is kind of mundane but i went until today without an ad blocker Ooh. on my browser and i finally um, installed this Was plugin the, like, the little red one so with
2: the like it's stop very sign nerdy, in the Rachel.
3: Hands? <laughs> it's very san francisco so I, finally, I i can't believe i've lived among these this Filth these ads for so long, and the thing has already blocked like over a thousand ads just like today. And what was I doing? I don't know. So that's the up, but it might be a bit. No, I have
2: this is a little. I have a little (laughs) counterpoint here. Point (laughs) counterpoint. So my problem is, I pay a lot of money. I subscribe, thankfully, to the New York Times to the Wall Street Journal. I'm happy to support quality journalism, and yet still. I have my ad blocker on for all the other garbage websites. And they're always like, please unblock your ad blocker. So you get a pop-up
3: so for I get a having ad an ad blocker. To
2: unblock my ad blocker, for which I'm paying an ungodly amount of money.
3: And then you have to go into settings and To see and the same it. article
2: that I could see by Googling it in Google News.
3: No, you don't get I'm to like, double dip no, if, if you subscribe. step that's
2: away. To that's step not, away. No, I do not need that. And then they're asking me, do I want to give <laughs> gifts to my mother? No, I am paying. I'm one of the good guys. I am paying for the New York Times. I am paying for the Wall Street Journal. Do not ask me to give you more money. I actually make contributions to these journalistic nonprofits. I do, too.
3: I subscribe to a lot of different newspapers, I believe, in media literacy. and But the yup. Sported, but, the yup but the yup is net-net. Yup yup like, net-net. It's a positive, and I don't know what I've been doing all this time. So <laughs> yup to ad blockers. <laughs> Yup to the Met Gala. Yup to the New York Your State Legislature.
2: <laughs> That's what we're about. It's so fucking random, and yet here we are all together, a community of nope. It's terrible times, and yet it's been a wonderful time to have this podcast. I cannot believe that all of you came here. We're bowled over. Splendia. Thank you. Guys. Thank you so much. This has been This Week in Nope, the podcast where we shut, shut it, it down.
3: down. <laughs>